Greetings, cinephiles. Are you looking for a movie analysis podcast that stands above the rest? Then look no further than Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters. We analyze good movies, we analyze bad movies, and yes, we also analyze the in-betweens of the world of cinema. So if you like what you hear, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. And yes, my friends, we are 420 friendly. So when you listen to us, smoke smoke it it if you've got got it. it. And now... Here's a new episode of Collateral Gaming. The show starts right now. Tonight on the Halloween edition of the bonus round, we are discussing the 1999 original video game Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. So stick around, folks. The show starts right now. Collateral Gaming Bonus Round. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Bo Maddox. And we are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas. And yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it. And happy late Halloween, I guess. This was kind of a, a bonus round episode we had planned for Halloween. It's like the week after that. Whatever. We got it out. Um, just a little <laughs> bonus treat for you guys after the fact, right, Bo? Absolutely. I mean, we we always have to do a, a Halloween episode for uh, both our main shows and then our bonus shows, you know? Like, I mean, we have uh, Halloween 4 and uh, Nailgun Massacre as our uh, Collateral Cinema and Collateral Cinema Director's Cut episodes, so... Yeah, we we've got to at least uh, fulfill the uh, obligation, I guess. So yeah. here we are. And and funny enough, um, <laughs> our Halloween episode and our Halloween bonus round episode were actually planned as our regular October numbered episodes this month. Um, we just uh, got busy. I don't think we got the two Spider-Man episodes out until uh, this month either, which we had planned for September. So, uh, unfortunately we had to ixnay a little bit of content there, but we decided, you know, we already, we're going to talk about Dino Crisis and Resident Evil 3. Might as well make them the Halloween episodes. Um, so yep, here we are, Resident Evil 3. Um, now I'll admit I have not played the entire game yet. (laughs) I kind of got stuck on a nemesis encounter with, uh, very poor resource management, um, I was uh, hobbling down to uh, one hit of life left, and uh, I had no green herbs in sight. I think I I grabbed every green herb from every area I'd been. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, it was I was kind of um, hit into a corner there. So uh, yeah, that 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 that's the last place that I got to. But I have played enough to talk about it, um, and I have played uh, other classic Resident Evil games, including the very first two. Uh, but Bo, uh, you have a little bit more history with the, with this game than I do, right? Absolutely. I actually bought this game when it came out back uh, in the late '90s. Uh, it was a it was kind of a big deal at the time because you know Dino Crisis had just come out. Uh, they were originally going to uh, release this as a as a uh, what would you call it? a spinoff game? Actually, mm-hmm. it, it was it was going to be a Resident Evil Last Escape, 
And uh, they released uh, Resident Evil 3, Nemesis, instead. And honestly, I mean, I think that the uh, original PlayStation trilogy is all the better for it. Because, I mean, this game is just so iconic to me. Like, even more so than Resident Evil 2. And I know that... You know, a lot of Resi fans will probably say, you know, Resi 2 is like the best of the original PS1 trilogy, but I disagree. I really think that Resident Evil 3 is just the the crux of this uh, trilogy. You know, I mean, it, it has a lot more exploration, albeit a little more linear explanation, exploration, and it has... Uh, Quite possibly the most yeah. iconic version of Jill, which we will talk about here in a little bit. And, of course, I mean, for fuck's sake, Nemesis, the namesake of the of the game. I mean, I, I first of all, I got to laugh at you a little bit, Ash, because you just went ahead and fought Nemesis all the time, did you? Yes, Didn't because you? he gives you good he he gives you good parts. So where it yes, was I, um, where it was possible to to go after nemesis and i felt like i had a good chance like i had just gotten the magnum in some rounds or i had just gotten the uh, uh grenade launcher in some rounds or let's say i managed to mix uh up ac- uh, some magnum rounds actually c plus c plus c I, I i did it um yeah you know yeah i felt like my chances were pretty good against the guy and i managed to get my hands on some good weapon parts um unfortunately uh, yeah. the 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 last time I f- uh, I was up against Nemesis, I, it didn't matter what kind of weapons I have. Um, I've got a full fucking grenade launcher, you know. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, no. The the dude is uh, he 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 keeps killing me in one hit because I I was down <laughs> to one hit. So yeah, I wasn't having a good time well, anymore. Um, I had to reload from an earlier save, and then I was just like, uh. I don't feel like repeating this right now. So that's where I'm now at. You s- <laughs> now, you see, I get that he drops some pretty primo items. I totally get that. And every now and again, I mean, I, I would say only fight him if you just absolutely want those parts. But, you know, when it comes to just, like, uh, it, it, be sure to do so whenever it's, like, a scripted battle between you and him. See, that's how I always approached him. Uh, if I randomly encounter him, uh, you know, like in the uh, when I'm out and about, I'm I'm gonna dodge and I'm just gonna get the fuck out of there. I'm I'm not gonna deal with him. Well, that's what and, I'm but, gonna if do he, if, if I it, don't have any good weapons. So, like if I'm just down to like my handgun and my shotgun on me, then yeah, no, fuck that. I I've dodged him during lots of random encounters. In fact, I'd like to dodge him during this particular <coughs> encounter if it meant getting past the fucking section. But. I can't even do that. I, 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 he, he, well, he kills me, before, and I can't dodge him. I can't do anything. <laughs> well, here's the here's the other thing: is that the AI on uh, Nemesis, uh, if some excuse me, the AI on Nemesis sometimes uh, he'll uh, if you try to escape him and dodge him and go into another area, he will follow you yeah. sometimes. And another thing is, is like yeah, even if you have a grenade launcher and whatnot. He will absolutely dodge those fucking grenades. He will do that. So, I mean, you're, even with, if you have some firepower, I mean, you're not absolutely guaranteed to take him out. I mean, that's why my best advice if, for anybody who plays through this game, only fight, uh, only fight Nemesis in the scripted battles with him. If there's like a cutscene before your fight with him, I would say uh, go ahead and do so. 
You know, if you uh, decide to ch- have, have, if there's, if you're presented with a choice to fight him, you know, unless it, unless you really want those, uh, like 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 the uh, the the handgun parts or uh, or you know the three uh, the the uh, the three pack of uh, first aid uh, sprays, mm-hmm. it, it's it's just not really worth it to really take him on toe to toe when you're just out there and uh, you know just trying to do your thing and just trying to get to the to the next area and whatnot you know yeah like I mean you you just gotta kind of pick and choose your battles with him. Right, which I did. I did. Uh, I just I picked and chose my battles using the strategy of whether or not I had good weapons on me. Um, but uh, I found it to be very formidable. Um, you know, Mr. X was, uh, he's a bullet sponge, but, uh, you know, if you, uh, you hit him with enough bullets, he'll go down. He's not really that difficult. But, uh, and then he also comes in, you know, for random encounters. But no, Nemesis, uh, Nemesis is sometimes equipped with a grenade launcher, depending on uh, when, whenever you uh, encounter him. Uh, and I, I, even when he's not. I would say that's, I would say it's, mm-hmm. I would say it's more of a rocket launcher than a grenade launcher. Yes, rocket launcher. That's what I meant. Um, yeah. But I. But <laughs> and even when he's not, I mean, dude will just come charging at you. Um, actually, the first time that I was presented with a choice, which was I think is kind of a cool system in this game that they added the whole choice thing. Um, I actually ran into the yeah. police station, um, which I found out uh, apparently there's some items on Barry's body uh, or not Barry. Uh, uh, Brad. It's Brad's. Yeah. Brad. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can get a stars card off of him. Of course, you can get a stars card in the fucking uh, in the RPD anyway. So I don't really see what the point is there. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I, I I the first time I encountered Nemesis, I was like, nah, fuck nah. But then I encountered him later, and I had actually just gotten the Magnum, and I took him down. My my our first like encounter with him in the RPD. I took that motherfucker down. And you know what's funny? It's right next to a yeah. Save. It's it's right next to a save room. So you know what I did? I unloaded my Magnum into him, and then I was like, oh, okay, I got to go to the save room. Healed myself up, came back at him, finished him off with a shotgun. Apparently, the damage carried over. When you're just one room yeah. apart from him, the damage didn't, doesn't reset. So <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, the thing about, that's the thing about Nemesis is that you really have to be very strategic in how you uh, take him on or when you take him on, you know? I mean, yeah. it, like I said, it, it's just got to be really worth it to you to get those, uh, those you know, uh, gun parts or whatever to uh, upgrade your weapons. Hey, man, everything. I got a sweet eagle I mean, off it, of him, though. I mean, shit. That, that, hey, that, that, yeah, that shit's that is pretty true. sweet. Um, and it uses the enhanced ammo that I was able to craft now randomly. I was like, oh, hey, now it's giving me the chance to, uh, to craft enhanced ammo. You know, just because I uh, crafted enough handgun ammo enough times, I thought that was kind of cool. Now you see, I'm a very basic bitch when it comes to, uh, you know, what weapons I use in this game and uh, what uh, what ammunition I actually uh, craft and whatnot. Like I, my my basic uh, setup is uh, just uh, for general exploration, just a, a shotgun, you know. And I'm pretty sure that I modded my shotgun and everything. And I just went with a handgun. I just uh, used the uh, the uh, gunpowder, the A and the B gunpowder, to just make uh, just hand lots of handgun rounds and lots of shotgun rounds and everything. Yeah, but you and make enough. It, if you, I had, you if make I ha- enough of just handgun and shotgun rounds, and the game starts giving you enhanced rounds. Um, and I think it gives you more exactly. of it too. Yeah. 
So I, I it, I'm the same way as you. I mean, if yeah. I'm just exploring around, I'm just going to keep my shot, my my shoddy and my handgun on me. Um, but ammo, ammo I'm for also, each and but a couple I'm, things I need. But I'm also going to keep uh, my magnum and my uh, and uh, some magnum rounds just in case. Like, let's say I. Uh, I encounter Nemesis. I try to run away from him, but you know he's not leaving me alone. And then I have to just stand there and fight. You know, yeah. and I, I have no choice. At least I have the means to take him on. You know, uh, I man, mean, that's rough, like though, I said, to have he, to keep the Magnum and the rounds on you though in your inventory. Because I mean, like is, I'm also trying if, to keep a healing item on me. I might need another one or two items on me just for the. I, I mean, I'm I'm experienced enough with this game that I mean I can keep my. Uh, like I, I can uh, traverse through the game quickly enough to where I can get to the save room, get to a box, and then just like uh, grab what I need, you know, put away what I need, you know. Maybe if I uh, picked up some uh, powder, you know, go ahead and uh, take out the reloading tool and craft some ammo real quick, and then just uh, save save the game. Of course, I emulated on a, a PS Classic. Uh, just to do a quick save state and then just uh, go on and do what you're trying to do, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely like, did that as well. In fact, I, you know, I'm, I'm in Resident Evil games in general, you know, I, I'm a big uh, go run to the item box and go grab what you need because you store all your important items in there and you don't know you need them until you know that you need them. Uh, and like you said, yeah. you can't keep everything on you. So, you know, sometimes you got to uh, you got to figure out like what, 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 what would be better to run back for? And you got to be kind of strategic about... Uh, what you carry with you, of course, as is well, you know per usual in these games. Case in point, uh, whenever before you uh, you get to the clock tower, you have to get that one cable car going. Mm -hmm. uh, but you find uh, the the uh, parts that you need for it scattered around like downtown and uptown uh, Raccoon City. So, right. I mean, your your best bet is uh, whenever you find something that you're going to need for that uh, cable car, is just immediately. Put put it away. You need like a power cable, a fuse, uh, and uh, mixed oil, and you have to kind of go through some shit in order to uh, to get what you need there. You know, like you kind of yeah, have, no, have to go all over the all, fucking map, all over the map. There were like four different places to go, and they're all blinking. You kind of, I love how the game gives you a more open-ended approach at that part where you kind of just kind of, you know, you, you go where you need to go, but you're going to go and traverse back through areas you've been. Although, if you go back to the beginning, uh, uh, where, you know, you argued with that, with that big dude, uh, <laughs> he's got a nice stash left behind, although he, he, he is no longer with us. Oh, he does. Yeah, it's actually worth it to go all the way back to the starting of the game here and, uh, and actually, you know, take care of some of the zombies there and uh, search his body. I mean, and, and you just kind of wonder, it's like, what made him actually go out of the, uh, the back of that truck? You know, it's like, what, what, what do you think made him uh, actually finally take that risk after he was so adamant about like, no, I am not going out there to deal with those monsters. Fuck this. Good and he, point. he just says like, fuck off, lady. It's like, what do you think may have uh, prompted him to try to leave? Well, if you read his note he left behind, he said something like, you know, he knew that he was going to go, you know, maybe, I don't know. I guess maybe he just kind of figured he'd just go out in a, in a blaze of glory. I don't know. I don't, I, mean, I, I, I don't know if I would want to risk being uh, eaten to death by zombies, you know? Y you know what? He sure didn't use that gunpowder efficiently. He left quite a bit of it behind. And I mean, there weren't uh -huh. that many zombies in that room. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's he's kind of an idiot, actually. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. 
Um, but I, I do like the crafting mechanics in this game. Uh, a little bit different than uh, previous Resident Evil games, uh, where you have the A and B gunpowder, which you can combine to make the C gunpowder. Um, and then, you know, you take whatever gunpowder you have and you mix it with the reloading tool in order to make ammo. Um, and the A gunpowder makes handgun ammo, and the B makes shotgun, and the C makes grenade rounds. But then you can go even more advanced with it and mix C with A or C with B to get flame rounds or acid rounds. Uh, and they even added freeze rounds to this game, which was not in Resi 2. Um, that's pretty cool, uh, which you can, you can combine with, I think, C plus C. And then if you do C plus C plus C, you could make Magnum. Uh, I did, at my first opportunity, make myself some Magnum ammo, and I feel pretty proud of that. Yeah, especially since Magnum ammo is pretty hard to come by. Like, even if you play in the easy setting, it's hard, It's difficult to come by. So it's best to go ahead and just get all that uh, gunpowder together, you know, mix it, and then uh, reload it into Magnum ammo, or especially early on, you know, because you're, you're just not going to find a whole lot of it. Fuck the easy mode, though. Okay, so, like, I was on I, the fence. I played through easy... I played through easy mode because I've played through the hard mo mode before, and I beat the hard mode, and I was just like, I just want to get through this playthrough. Well, you know? okay, hear me out. So, That's literally what I'm about to say. So I was yeah. on the fence about it because um, part of me is like, well, yeah, no, I've played through Resident Evil 1 and 2. Um, I can I can play the hard mode. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with it. But then I'm thinking, well, I really want to play this quickly, through this quickly before we record the podcast. So let me just do the easy mode. And I actually settled on the easy mode because I wanted to play through it as quickly as possible. Um, then I felt insulted. Um, at first, I thought like the like her having the fucking whatever rifle, you know, automatic weapon she yeah, has. Yeah, yeah, the the, 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 the assault rifle. Yeah. I thought maybe that was just kind of like for the intro of the game. Like, I didn't know that the game just gave you that in easy mode. Fine. But then once I got to the infinite save ribbons, I was like, okay. I know I can use save states, so I have infinite saves anyway. But I just felt insulted at that point. I was like, okay. And you're giving me all these fucking items in the item box? So I was like, nah. So I restarted the game uh, in hard mode. And I was like, okay, now this is a regular Resident Evil experience. And you know, when you're playing through the game for the first time, I feel like that's kind of the way to go i don't know the easy mode was just insulting to me i was like but i yeah. get it like if you've played through the game multiple times and you just want to play through it quickly i mean you can get through the thrills quickly that way now or if you're i'm just pretty not sure good at survival that... horror games i suppose yeah i i i'm pretty sure that uh whenever they released this on um either playstation 2 or on the gamecube they actually had an arranged mode which i think was kind of a Kind of as close as you're going to get to, like, a medium mode on these types of games, you know? Because, yeah, in, 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 this in this original game, you only have easy or hard, you know? And truthfully, there's only... A, the, the only real difference is that easy mode gives you a little more ammo and a lot more uh, gunpowder, you know, to, to mix and everything, you know? And, and the, they give you that, that assault rifle. Uh, at they the give you that assault game, rifle so. at the beginning... Uh, and infinite yeah. save ribbons, which, I mean, I guess exactly. the infinite save ribbons is not that big of a deal because the modern Resident Evil remakes did away with the limited save ribbons. But but still, I don't yeah. know. I just I felt cheated out of the Resident Evil experience. So I, I went back to hard mode. Um, and it is hard. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. I mean, I got through a fair amount of the game, but I think mismanagement of resources maybe. I, I wasn't considering that, yeah, I have plenty of ammo considering the, you know, the number of times I've, I've gone against Nemesis, but I, I, I have a complete lack of, uh, 
uh, of uh, healing items, and and yeah, maybe maybe that was the fault. Also, the the new dodging mechanic is cool um, when it you know I can actually do it. Uh, yeah, it's I a felt little. Like the it's a little on the just. Uh, <laughs> it's a little on the janky side, honestly, and I I very rarely ever uh, do it right, <laughs> like like at least like consciously, you know. It's okay, always so it's like not I mean, just me. It's kind of subconsciously, yeah. It's not just me, yeah. It's like I, I, when I do it, I don't quite do it on purpose, or when I'm trying to do it on purpose, I have to do it over and over and over again until I get it. Um, exactly. Occasionally, yeah. I can get into the groove with the timing, but it's just so weird and it's so temperamental. It's like ah, so okay. It's not just me that it's a little jank. Okay. Um, that's good because I felt like this was kind of like touted as like the new thing of this game and I wanted to take advantage of it, um, especially during the Nemesis fights. I mean, uh, there, were, there was a good bit where I was trying to fight him during a random encounter because I wanted those parts, but like I didn't, all I had was my handgun and my shotgun. And I, I quickly now, learned, okay, no, you're, you're, you're not equipped to handle with him. But I tangled with him for a bit and I kept reloading, you know, and, um, uh, you know, I was kind of playing around with the mechanic and, um, yeah, yeah, the dodging mechanics a little it's a little hard to pull off. I'm glad that they added it. I, I will say that combat feels a little bit more fluid in this game. Uh, I like that you don't have to press a button to go up steps. She can actually like walk over steps, which is funny because all the enemies do it. So you'd think, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much like a uh that 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 was like a game changing uh thing right there for everybody. It's like, oh my god, you could actually go up some of the stairs. It's like holy fuck. Yeah. So the funny thing about the dodging mechanic that you were talking about, Ash, is that, I mean, like I said earlier, like whenever it comes to like normal enemies that I'm fighting, it's kind of difficult to, to actually get it to work properly. But every time I've actually fought the nemesis, it seems like I can do it like two or three times in a row. I'm just like, well, what the hell, man? You I know, I know it's, what it's you always mean. always with the nemesis. I know what you mean. Okay, yes. Specifically it's, it's with the weird. nemesis fights. Um, maybe because he's a little bit, you know, um, he's a little slower, so you can really see those animations. And also a little larger as yeah, well than yeah. some of the other uh, Larger and slower. Enemies. So, you know, and I think maybe, like, the, the dodging mechanic, I think, was intended to work with Nemesis um, and to make those fights uh, easier. Uh, or, or specifically, I think the whole system was tailored. You know, like I think you know, either either they said, "Hey, how can we really efficiently use this dodging mechanic and give players a chance to use it?" Or B, they were like, "Hey, we really need to give players some kind of an edge against against Nemesis." Um, either way, much appreciated that it's there. It would be better if it worked a little bit better. It, it is kind of cool. Well, whenever you can pull it off a few times in a row against the big guy himself. Um, yeah, and then like I mentioned before, uh, Nemesis is uh, terrifying. I mean, he's got that whole presence that Mr. X has, uh, but even more, uh, which is such a letdown that apparently, you know, he wasn't done as well in the remake, uh, which I haven't really played, um, considering that Mr. X got a huge upgrade. But uh, I, I think a lot of that was kind of owed to the way that Nemesis played in the original. Um, I mean, they're still, like Mr. X, they're scripted and random encounters, but the fact that he can, he can follow you uh, through rooms, chase you through rooms, I think, um, really adds to that whole presence that he's stalking you constantly. 
Um, and, and he's definitely more of a force to be reckoned with. I mean, like I said, Mr. Rex, you could kind of just run around him. He wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and if you had enough ammo, you could take him down and get something worth your troubles for it. But Nemesis, you know, he is a formidable foe. That is a, a random boss battle, basically, at any time. And yeah, the smart thing to do is to try to get away from him. But sometimes that's not so easy. So I like that they ramped up the difficulty in this one um, with that. Uh, what else? What else? is new. I mean, I, I definitely feel like this game is a little bit more action-heavy than the previous two. Yeah? Oh, very much so. I mean, I mean, for Christ's sakes, the 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 game properly uh, starts off with an explosion and uh, uh, Jill doing pretty much a, a roll out onto the uh, alleyway and everything and there's fire all over the place and there's zombies behind her, zombies coming out of the building on fire. It, yeah, it's a total action-heavy game and it this is, unfortunately, the uh, game that started that trend towards more action-oriented uh, content in Resident Evil games, you know, that, that was finally broken by Resident Evil 7 so many years later. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it's definitely a lot more action-oriented, but, I mean, you still get a lot of the actual survival horror elements here, you know? Like... Like, especially when you go into, uh, like, more interior places like the RAPD or the Clock Tower or whatnot, you know? Uh, I exploring mean, the it, RPG again was, was cool, actually. I mean, it, it's a much smaller it was, version than Resident Evil 2, but it was cool to go to familiar locations and be like, hey, this is the star's office. Yeah, and that's kind of... Uh, Breaks. We can kind of, uh, kind of get into the uh, story of this game. It's, it's interesting because it takes, it technically takes place before, during, and after Resident Evil Two. That that's uh, like, like we kind of see uh, the beginning of the zombie uh, outbreak uh, of the T virus outbreak in uh, Raccoon City. Like not entirely though, but if you watch the opening, uh, the opening cinematic. Mm -hmm. It, uh, you can even see the uh, mercenary group that's sent by Umbrella uh, that's uh, sent there under the guise of helping civilians, but it's really just to get uh, combat data for, uh, for uh, Umbrella, you know, so they can see their, you know, their, uh, their bioweapons in action and everything. It all began as an ordinary day in September, an ordinary day in Raccoon City. A city controlled by Umbrella. No one dared to oppose them. And that lack of strength would ultimately lead to their destruction. I suppose they had to suffer the consequences of their actions. But there would be no forgiveness. If only they had had the courage to fight. It's true that once the wheels of justice begin to turn, nothing can stop them. Nothing. It was Raccoon City's last chance, and my last chance. My last escape.
to see a lot of the same places that were present in uh, Resident Evil 2 and also a few newer places you know like you get to actually see more of downtown and also uptown Raccoon City mm-hmm. like you, you kind of get a feel for you know what the what the city was like you know like both before and uh, during and after the uh, T-virus outbreak like you, you come across all the different uh, shops you come across a restaurant you come across uh you uh, like you come across you know the the business the business district and everything. Uh, this is right and before uh, it's nuked, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, way way before it's nuked, of course. You know, but yeah, I mean, everything that uh, occurs in this game occurs uh, during the uh, the events of Resident Evil Two. So yeah, right. you're going to come across a lot of the same places that Leon and Claire were at. You know, Leon. like this is the RIPD. Leon! (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Fucking stupid. But, yeah, that's what I really like about the uh, actual exploration. Like like I said, it's still linear. I mean, it it still has a certain, you know, like a certain destination where you need to go and and everything. Mm -hmm. So, and and it might not be nearly as interconnected as a lot of the uh, areas in Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2. But, I mean, it's still really, really interesting to just kind of, you know, go down all these alleyways, go to, like, City Hall, go to, you know, like, the uh, local newspaper and everything, and, and you know, just get a, get a real feel for what uh, Raccoon City is like. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I actually liked getting to see the greater uh, Raccoon City because you, you you see a tiny bit of it at the beginning of Resident Evil Two, right in front of the RPD. Um, but it was actually cool to kind of get to explore this place uh, before it gets wiped off the map, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I I think it does add you know a sort of a sort of openness to uh, the exploration in this game. I mean, you've got this an entire city to explore, basically. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it felt, what, what's, what's the word I'm looking for here or, or how I'm looking to describe this, but it's like you kind of, you go down all of these different alleyways and you're like, yeah, this is a city. It's open. There's all these different, you know, it didn't feel like there were these just specific rooms where there were specific things to find and you had to clear out each room. It was more just like, Hey, this is, this is the town when, you know, uh, shit hits the fan right uh and and also 
you know, the, the increase in the number of zombies, I would say. I feel like this game has a lot more zombies uh, than uh, the previous two games did. So, I mean, there's hordes, and sometimes you have to learn, you know, when to avoid or use the uh, environmental objects to your uh, advantage. I mean, that was one of the other new features. I uh, Was that uh, they even have a, a separate, if you hold down the uh, R2 on the PS1 version, um you will actually aim at the nearest uh, environmental object, which you can which you can shoot. So, so you can shoot like uh, you know the big red uh, uh, tanks and to to blow enemies up. I mean, and that's something that's that's pretty standard for action games nowadays. But uh, it was cool adding that sort of thing, you know, that that whole gimmick to the Resident Evil series and. I mean, I, I'm strongly think I don't. I don't think there were any red barrels in Resident Evil One or Two, uh, anyways. But even if there were, they definitely made a bigger point of of that sort of thing here, where uh, you know, like I said, there's a whole other direction, uh, and there are certain parts of you know certain certain rooms uh, and and scenarios where you know, like that's kind of uh, that's how you're gonna get through unless you have a shit ton of ammo, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I say that we should uh, spend the rest of the time of this episode talking about the actual characters here. Mm -hmm. um, Jill is quite possibly the best version of this character, the most iconic version of Jill, like ever. Well, she I mean, actually she, has she's so more fully realized. Um, you know, like we didn't really get see a whole lot of her, you know, or know a whole lot much about her in the very first Resident Evil game. You know, uh, she was just a member of a team, but we know that she's the master of lock picking that's about uh -huh. it you know but here we actually kind of get a window into her life and and like you said i think she's even more badass um i like that whole i like i like her i like her her casual outfit you know with with the skirt and the the tube top or is that a tank top no it's a, it's a tube top it's a tube top it, it's, it's a, a tube top tube but top. she's got yeah. she's got straps on actually that's what it is yeah, strap. yeah. <laughs> Robert said she's got a strap on. Oh my god! <laughs> Hell yeah! I Damn it, Robert! To, I would love to be pegged by Jill Valentine. Are you kidding me? It's like it's like every man's <laughs> dream, right there. I mean, shit. Mommy, sorry, yeah. mommy, sorry, M mommy. Hell, there, there's that one time where she meets Carlos, the other character in this uh, game. Oh yeah, you get who, to play as him for a bit, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you get to play as Carlos, which we'll talk about here in a second. Carlos. Uh, there, there's that moment. There's that moment where he starts uh, to kind of give up, and Jill just straight up bitch slaps him. Like, straight up just like, are you telling me you're going to give up, you fucking asshole? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, it's a pretty uh, interesting moment, honestly. And Carlos is the other interesting uh, addition to this, uh, to this game. Uh, depending on what you uh, choose, on, on the choices that you make... You can either have just more of a contentious relationship with uh, Carlos, or there's even some possible romantic thing hinted at there, just very slightly. But, I mean, I actually kind of like the way that Carlos and Jill interact with each other, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's a kind of a vibe of just, like, these two characters from different backgrounds, different organizations just kind of... Uh, uh, meeting each other, not unlike you know Claire and Leon, for example, right? Exactly. And, uh, but there's and, that and, uh, whole resident. Sorry, go ahead. But there's that whole element where 
you find out that Carlos is working for a mercenary group that was hired and maintained by Umbrella. And, um, of course, you know, Jill, having gone through everything that she went through and, you know, even to the point where she tried to bring it up to her superiors and everything, mm. like, I mean, oh, she's so cynical. Yeah. yeah. Oh, your umbrella? Like, she's immediately very cynical about why they're there. Like, she even asked him, like, why are you really here? It's like, and he's like, honest, they told us we're here to uh, help civilians. But yeah. of course, you learn you learn through the uh, unit commander uh, Nikolai, who's uh, Nikolai, great, very Duh. great Russian accent. Accent, he's Russian accent. That yeah. is what he is. But uh, he got blown up in the gas station in my playthrough. I, I think that the, that that there's a possibility that doesn't happen. But there is actually there is a uh, moment uh, where. If, if you take certain uh, choices, you think that he's dead, but he comes back and, and takes the uh, helicopter that you and Carlos were going to try to take, and you have to either choose to negotiate with him or fight him. And that's actually the path that you take if you want to, at the very end, to have Barry be the one who rescues you. So, oh, Barry. Yeah, oh yeah, that, a little spoiler alert there. Barry comes in at the uh, end, and if, if you use the uh, right... Uh, a uh, path of uh, choices and everything. Barry's the one that rescues you and Carlos, and uh, before uh, Raccoon City is bombed, is, is nuked, and everything. So does and, he prevent uh, her from being a Jill sandwich? He does. He he absolutely prevents her from being the Jill sandwich. <laughs> a, a, a nuked a nuked Jill sandwich. You know. Uh, 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 so like a like a Jill grilled cheese to- toasted sandwich. Something like something like that. I don't know. Yeah, and, and the mercenary group themselves has a. It's interesting. They're all kind of. Uh, they they all have accents and everything. They all they don't seem to be uh, uh, anyone who's like explicitly American there. You know. Yeah, it's like, it's like they're they're like a group of of different uh, foreign operatives kind of working together, like from different backgrounds, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it is. And if you beat the game in, in a certain time and get an S ranking, you can actually open up the mercenaries level where you, ba- you basically have uh, a certain amount of time to get from uh, the cable car to, I, I believe, all the way to the, to the beginning of the game, actually. And it, it's actually a pretty fun little uh, game mode to play through. I think, that, I think that you can even play as Tofu in this game. Like I think Tofu makes a comeback. Fuck, yeah. I, I think. Don't quote me on that. It might might not be, but yeah, the mercenaries game in this uh, that that you unlock is uh, once again it really plays heavily on the more action heavy uh, elements of this game, and uh, you can pretty much choose to be uh, any of the mercenaries. I think it's like Nikolai, Carlos, or uh, the other dude. I forget his name. And and yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty fun uh, little. Uh, game mode i i have a lot of i had a lot of fun with it hell yeah it's pretty cool yeah i mean it wouldn't be uh resident evil without that uh you know that 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 uh alternate mode that you unlock at the end i know like that was the same thing in resi 2 so yeah gotta continue on um and of course you and of course you open up some uh the boutique you get the boutique key and you can actually uh get uh, uh all a bunch of different costumes and shit yeah that that's how you get in there you have to uh beat the game and uh 
I think regardless of what you get is like you have to beat it in a certain level to get certain costumes. But yeah. I think there's multiple costumes that can be unlocked. And incidentally, in the GameCube version, I think they give you that key like right off the beginning, and you can just go ahead and just go there and choose a like a bunch of costumes. Actually, like I think even some uh, exclusive costumes to that port. Nice. So. So yeah, it's like you could get some goodies for uh, uh, beating this game. So, in, in the grand uh, Resident Evil tradition, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I of course. I mean, what it, what it wouldn't be a Resident Evil game unless you could go back through it in the alternate costumes. I mean that that just makes it all the more worth it, man. And to come back and uh, I think uh, if you kill Nemesis a seventh time. Uh, you get uh, infinite ammo on one of your weapons. Yeah, that's right. So, so it's like, yeah, even though there is incentive to fight Nemesis, it's like if you're playing through the first time, yeah, just don't, like we said earlier, just, just don't engage with him if it's all random. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't planning to engage with him, you know, and get every reward. I was just like, yeah, let me finish up the handgun that I already got the parts for because I killed him the first time I actually fought with him. Uh, after I dodged him uh, at the the first chance, so yeah. I was like, "Well, I gotta at least get the, the 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 parts B to this parts A." You know what I'm saying? So, you know, at that point, you're kind of locked in. You know, it's like, what's the point of wasting all this like magnum ammo if I wasn't, you know, if I'm not gonna complete the parts? And I got that yeah. sweet, I got that sweet eagle gun, which was pretty cool. That eagle is is it a Hell desert yeah, eagle? Man. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's supposed to be a a, a desert eagle. A desert eagle. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember fucking eagle. with that game, with that gun in a few games. I don't know a lot about guns, obviously. Um, but yeah, no. I, speaking of the guns, I guess that this one more thing we can we can bring up before we sort of wrap things up here, Bo. But uh, any anything noteworthy here? Uh, what's like what's new in this game that, that that's worth talking about? Well, first of all, that uh, that assault rifle that you get is actually fully automatic, and I mean that that's not really a civilian uh, model. I mean, you, you can't really get that. It, it would make sense that she would uh, she possibly would have it. some some uh, access to a weapon like that because you know she's law enforcement. Is and her believe, first gun a Beretta? Is I believe I believe that her gun is still a uh, Beretta, not unlike what she had in Resident uh, One. That's what I was thinking, uh, like a customized yeah, the, Beretta, probably. This time around, she has a shotgun that's, uh, it, it seems more like a, a Mossberg 500 without the stock and with the shorter barrel and everything in this game. Like in the original, like you had more of a standard like wood grain, uh, wood stock uh, shotgun. Uh, and I mean... You also get, I mean, another 357 Magnum. You get uh, the, uh, which, which is based off of a Colt Python, I believe. And uh, the grenade launcher, I mean, it's just a standard grenade launcher, you know, nothing really different there. But, I mean, that, that's really the most notable weapons in the, uh, in the entire game. Of course, near the end, you also uh, get to ha uh, use a railgun, but it's, it's not like in uh, the remake where you are holding it. It's like stationary, and the railgun uh, takes care of uh, the last remnants of Nemesis in the end. So, but... Yeah, I mean, also there is that uh, sweet deagle. I mean, if you can, if you can uh, get it from Nemesis, it's like a nice little deagle. And I believe that there's also some uh, parts that you can get to uh, to upgrade your shotgun and also uh, your handgun. 
Oh yeah, like your actual nine millimeter. Your actual nine millimeter. So yeah, there, there's some. Uh, I mean, there's some interesting guns in here, but honestly, it's pretty standard for a Resident Evil game by this point. You know, like it would have been really notable if they would have given you like a chain gun or something like that. But right, you know, or, or maybe right. even or maybe even some more small arms fire, like maybe like a little P90 or something like that, or like a CZ <laughs> Scorpion. That would have been pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, pretty pretty standard weaponry for a, for a Resi game. Honestly, nice. nice. Alrighty, well, I guess with that, we'll go ahead and we'll get into our final thoughts here. Um, Bo, well, final thoughts on Resident Evil 3 Nemesis 1999. I honestly f- think that this is the penultimate uh, old-school Resident Evil game. I mean, of course, we we did have one more release after this. We had Resident Evil Survivor, which we have talked about on this uh, this particular bonus round uh, show and everything but yeah this is my favorite resident evil out of the original trilogy i mean i get that resident evil 2 i mean the story may be a little better there but this right here it's it's the definitive version of raccoon city before it's uh completely obliterated you have the definitive version of uh jill valentine you know like and i mean they, they ended up doing her a little dirty in later iterations i feel like maybe now that they've kind of taken the series in a different route, we can get a better version of Jill, even a better version than we got in the remake from what I understand. But uh, yeah, this is to me is like the best version of old school tank control resident evil here. I mean, after this, we would get uh, resident evil code Veronica mm-hmm. when that would be pretty much the last real version of this style of resident evil survival horror. You know, I'll right, be, and you even know, without, that had some differences with the non-pre-rendered environments. You know, exactly. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say right there. That you had the non-pre-rendered environments and a better, like you had a more free roaming camera and everything. Uh, you know, it wasn't completely fixed. And, and you know, the puzzles in this game. I mean, I th- I think that they're kind of okay. You know, I hate that goddamn random uh, water. Uh, the, the the water treatment code that you have to put in in the hunter room i hate that goddamn fucking <laughs> uh puzzle but i mean some of them some of the puzzles were more technical some of them were felt more like old school resident evil but all in all i mean you have an iconic uh villain with the the nemesis and then you have you also have that uh, eclectic cast of characters with the mercenaries and everything it's I mean, to, to me, it's just the best version of the original Resident Evil formula, and that's why, honestly, I have a lot of love for this game. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun, you know, replaying it and just kind of going back through uh, Raccoon City and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah bro. Pretty, pretty good game. Pretty good. Yeah, so, obviously, I haven't finished the game, but um, as compared to the previous two games, which I have finished... Uh, I'm liking a lot of the improvements this time around, you know, to to combat. Um, I I enjoy the more, um, you know, the the bigger focus or emphasis on action uh, more than I thought that I would, actually. Because, you know, and I'm more into the puzzle type gameplay uh, in Resident Evil games. And I got to say, I'm not not disappointed with the puzzles either. I felt like they've been actually uh, uh, pretty well done. So just, just because the game does have a... A bigger focus 
on uh, on uh, action than in past games does not mean that there's any shortage of puzzles because there's not. Um, I mean, hell, even in that one part where you have to you know collect all of the, the pieces to get the the, the rail car moving, um, you know, there's there's a whole lot of just back and forth, and and that to me is 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 classic Resident Evil, you know, um, just that sort of almost Metroidvania-esque style gameplay, um, which we enjoyed with our Dino Crisis episode as well. Just kind of, you know, remembering, okay, this is what I need to have on me. This is what I need to do. You know, I remember there's this one part where, like, you go and you, dur during that aforementioned section and you, um, you, you, you find the statue... Uh, with the book in it, and then you got to go run back to the book and get get the book to grab the medal, and then you got to run back to the statue with the medal. So you know that classic, you know, just just uh, back and forth with that, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I really enjoying it so far. I definitely like to complete this, uh, play the remake, and compare it with that as well. Uh, I'd like to finish Code Veronica as well. Uh, Hey, yeah, this is this is a solid, solid game, uh, and then the, you know, again, like you said, this was this is kind of like the last classic Resident Evil, unless you count Code Veronica. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and and I, from what I've heard, the remake does not improve on this. So, I mean, I, I recommend just go back and uh, play the original, uh, or or maybe play the first two if you kind of want to win your way into uh, the tank controls and whatnot, but. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid fucking game. It's a good game to play this post-spooky season. It's a good game to get high. Um, and, and definitely a uh, top uh, top brass of the survival horror genre. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, um, we are happy that we got through our uh, spooky season content. Uh, we're going to be coming at you with Spider-Man 2 very soon. Uh, actually, we were going to record today, but uh, we ended up not. Um, but I should be recording later this week, and we'll have that out by, as of the time of recording this ne next week, I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to do a spoiler-free review of Spider-Man 2 for Part 1 and then full spoilers for Part 2. It's going to be... It's gonna be a lot of it, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun, guys. I'm really excited for it. Uh, and then in December is our Zelda month. We're doing Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Uh, we'll also be covering the Grinch as our holiday episode. And hopefully this month we'll get both the uh, or that month we'll get the uh, the holiday uh, the the holiday episodes and the numbered episodes out this time. Um, but yeah, stay stick around for that as well as a. Uh, year in review episode i think sometime you know uh either uh new year's eve or new year's uh and what's going on with collateral cinema bo well like you said we just got through all of our spooky season content as well uh check out our uh, mainline collateral cinema episodes uh we reviewed uh we premiered with uh a review of Freddy versus Jason, and then we uh, followed that up with a review of Trick or Treat. And on our uh, bonus content, we uh, we did a Halloween special on Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, and on the Director's Cut, which is surprisingly getting uh, quite a few downloads right now, uh, is our review of Nail Gun Massacre by Terry Lofton. So uh, check that out, and coming up very soon, we are going to do... Uh, we're going to do Pink Flamingos from John Waters. I'm really looking forward to that. 
and we will also have our Thanksgiving episode, which will be Rocky Three. And uh, on the director's cut, I believe we will uh, try to do a uh, a commentary. Probably, I think uh, our friend Sean Bateman wanted us to do one of the Guyver movies, so we might do that. And as for maybe a possible uh, at the movies episode, possibly Eli Roth's Thanksgiving or something, maybe FNAF. I don't know. Maybe we'll do something like that. So, yeah, stick around. And and in December, that's our bad movie month. We're doing, uh, of course, the the his Breenius himself, Neil Breen's. Uh, Twisted Pair, and we will be talking about The Wicker Man, I believe, with uh, Vern from Cinema Recall. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. Hell yeah, bro. Uh, it's going to be a great rest of the year here uh, on Collateral Media Podcasts. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season as well. So you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Uh, you can also check out our Patreon, where we have uh, exclusive uh, Let's Play video game commentaries. We'll get on that uh, at some point soon enough. And uh, also on the Collateral Cinema side, uh, film commentaries. Absolutely. Yeah, we, yeah full-length fil- film commentaries, which we need to start releasing more of if people really want to... Uh, yeah. start following us on Patreon and giving us money. But, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, get on that here pretty soon. Also, check us out on YouTube. And also, check us out on Good Pods. Uh, we are actually in the top 50. Uh, 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 we are actually in the top 50 all-time uh, indie TV film review uh, podcasts. So we're number 45. So uh, go on Good Pods, uh, give us a five-star review, or, you know, even just be honest or whatever, and uh, help us uh, climb the uh, ranks there. It's like, it'd be cool to even get into the top 30 or maybe in the top 20. That'd be pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, just uh, follow us there, listen to us there, and, uh, yeah, give us a good, solid review. Hell yeah. All righty. Well, with that being said, this has been Collateral Gaming Bonus Round, Halloween Edition. Uh, Stay safe, y'all. I've been Ashley Chancellor. And I have been Bo the Nemesis. (laughs) Stars. We'll see y'all later. Laters.
Collateral Gaming is a collateral media podcast. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.